0: The question that's in my mind along with many other guys in the oil business is where are oil prices going for 2023 and so i've read a lot of news articles and i'm going to be sharing uh, my opinion where i think oil prices are going and why a lot of the analysts are getting it wrong i'm sean pruitt president of kingdom exploration if you like this channel uh, please subscribe now the if you read any uh, if you started it in oil and gas trading, okay? And so, the oil and gas traders and speculators are the ones that determine the oil price. It's not the oil companies. It's not the buyers. It is purely speculation, okay? Every time you buy or sell an oil commodity on the markets... Uh, that is affecting the oil price, no different than a stock, like if you were to buy uh, Microsoft stock or, or Apple or whatever. Okay, And so the, the, the basic principles, if you were to get a handbook, uh, oil and gas trading 101, uh, the first thing that it would list is supply versus demand. Uh, second would be the cost of extracting the oil from the ground. And number three, which is probably the most important driver these days, is sediment okay, and so basic supply and demand is if the if the supply is low and demand is high, then oil prices are going to be much higher. Okay, you flip that over, uh, supply is low and demand uh, uh, supply is high and, and demand is low, then oil prices uh, are going to going to crash. Okay, and then you got the cost to develop oil. Okay, if it's the more expensive it is to develop oil, the more expensive it is going to be the sell the oil because it's going to be less of it if it's more expensive okay if if, if oil prices are low and and in the cost of extracting is even higher at some point that fundamentals are going to catch up because the, the the oil companies cannot afford to continue to under that environment and then it's going to cause the production to drop which is exactly what we've gone through for the last several years uh because we were in an oil shell glut But Shell was the most expensive barrel of oil to produce. The banks lost their money. They stopped investing in Shell. And today, that's why the oil markets are tight. In addition to that, um, the the decline for Shell uh, as far as the production drops uh, 45% a year, which is higher than conventional oil. So we're in a situation where there's underinvestment due to the price of Shell being too expensive. It wasn't that profitable, so people aren't investing in it. And then all of a sudden, we have a supply uh, deficit versus a supply glut. Okay. And so that affects oil prices. But the biggest movers right now is sentiment. Sentiment simply means this is where I think oil prices are going because such and such is going to happen. So the biggest market mover has been sentiment due to recession fears. Everyone is concerned about recession. I mean, you look at what happened during the days of COVID, oil prices crashed to 30 something dollars a barrel simply because people thought we were going to see a a, a demand destruction of 30 percent 30 million barrels a day 70 million barrel a day demand from 100 million okay but really what happened was we really lost about 10 million million barrels a day demand and so oil prices crashed much lower than they thought because of simple sentiment and people's opinions okay now analysts they're nerds they're looking at numbers imagine spending countless hours every single day this is what you do for a living to study And analyze data and information. They're data geeks. Okay. But imagine you study all this information and then you got the fundamental answer that oil prices are going to be $130 a barrel, but then you have to reduce that 130 down to 70 simply because of sentiment. You're not going to do that because of your pride and the time that you spent, that'd be no different than Picasso spending an entire week on a painting and then ripping it in half and throwing it in the trash can and showing you what he's got. He's not going to do that. Nobody wants to do that. And that's why these analysts are getting wrong is because they are they they cannot think outside of the realm of of the numbers, of the data. Okay. And so I'm going to be reading. Uh, and, and so there's a reason why I'm sharing this. And so I'm going to uh, share a few articles and and talk about where I think oil prices are going. Right now, WTI crude is $74.25 a barrel. Brent crude $7906. U S begins SBR repurchase program as oil prices crash, uh, 211 million barrels released so far this year. Okay. And so, uh, to put simply, we were releasing about a million barrels a day into the market from the strategic petroleum reserve. Okay. And so that was adding an additional million barrels a day to the market. Okay. Now We stopped the million barrel a day release, and now we're taking, buying oil and putting it back into the SBR, okay? So for instance, if we're, let's say we buy a million barrels a day, okay? That's a reduction of 2 million barrels a day on the market because we are, we went from releasing a million barrels a day to buying a million barrels a day. That's, that's two, that's a 2 million barrel a day deficit, if you know what I mean, that if that doesn't drive oil prices up, I don't know what is because they were releasing a million barrels a day during a time that we had sufficient supply. We had, we, we, we had sufficient supply from Russia. We were expecting us to lose a massive amount of oil from Russia. We didn't, we were expecting China to come online. It didn't. And we were releasing a million barrels a day. Now, China is, uh, lockdowns are ending um, we're starting to see reduction in Russian oil, and now we're taking oil off the market to fill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. If that doesn't cause oil prices to go up, I don't know what will, but right now it's more sediment. Sediment towards the fact that uh, the fear of a recession, okay—and and that is driving the markets right now. But the thing is, sediment, when it's wrong, when sediment doesn't line up with fundamentals, eventually— fundamentals bite you in the ass and it's much worse than before. Okay. Um, and so U S drilling activity has fallen for two weeks in a row, according to the most recent Baker Hughes data with 620. So here's the deal. We should be increasing rigs right now. Rigs are what drills for oil. The reason why there's a reduction in rigs is because we don't have enough capital to develop, okay? So there's a tremendous amount of shaming going on amongst the banks for investing in oil. It's no different than when you could be, during the, during the heydays of COVID, during the worst of COVID, you wouldn't uh, step foot into a Walmart or a grocery store without a mask, not because you believe in it, not because you think it's going to help you, but because of the shaming, because you get attacked. I was attacked multiple times for not wearing a mask, and so, uh, and so it, it was much easier to, just, you know, screw it. I'm just going to wear the mask. Okay. So banks are doing the same thing when it comes to investing in oil. They're being publicly shamed for investing in oil. They're being manipulated. They're being controlled, and some, uh, there, there, there's some overreaching. Uh, things happening in the government that's preventing them from being able to release more funds. I know, cause I know uh, a few bankers that are, that are talking to me about it. And of course it's public news. Okay. So uh, Goldman Sachs expects a bumper year for commodities in 2023. Supply shortages and insufficient investment in new supply, which is why the rig counts are dropping will result in a bumper year for commodities in 2023. Goldman Sachs says commodities are set to be the best performing asset class In 2023, the bank strategist said in a note, From a fundamental perspective, the setup for most commodities next year is more bullish than it has been at any point since we first highlighted the super cycle in October 2020. Jeff Curry, global head of commodities research at Goldman Sachs, said the drop in Brent crude to a low 80s is likely temporary, according to the Wall Street Bank, which says that oil market participants could be too pessimistic about China's demand. Okay. And I would a hundred percent agree with that. People are very pessimistic about China's demand, uh, whether it's going to be higher or lower, or is, are they going to go back into lockdown? And so there's a tremendous amount of pessimism. Okay. So here's what you need to understand. These markets are driven by pessimism right now. So they're not fundamentally accurate. Okay. Okay which says to me that oil prices are not going to go much lower. Okay. And, in and, and the thing is I don't need oil prices to go up or down. Okay. Like markets, there's a lot of stock guys. They, they want to see movement up and down so they could uh, buy, sell and trade or what have you. But being on the fundamental side, being in the, then the oil development side, the upstream side, um, as long as oil prices stay above 55, 60, $70 a barrel, I'm okay with that and it's profitable okay and so I had this one guy comment he's like, hey I'm glad I didn't listen to you Sean because I would have lost money in the in the stock market. I'm like, look look if 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 your money is based upon whether the the uh, oil price goes up one dollar or down one dollar this is not the channel for you. mines more uh, mine's more future. uh, uh, in the long haul. Okay. Um, and I think this is the first time since I've been in this business and I made my first oil investment 28 years ago that we're going to see strong oil, uh, for a long time to come because number one, there was a long season. If you look at, if you look at this chart here, okay. So these are, these are the driving factors from 1961 till 2014, of oil prices, okay? And I'm not gonna look through all of them, okay? And so if you look here, uh, right here, uh, oil prices were around uh, $55 a barrel. Arab states instituted an embargo against countries supporting Israel in the Yom Kippur War. And so that caused oil prices to drive up from uh, 20-something dollars a barrel to uh, roughly 55, okay? And so if you look here, uh, from 1978 to 79, Iran cuts production and it exports uh, during revolution, cancels contracts with U.S. companies. Okay, so Iran Iran cut exports, and that drove oil prices up to hundred dollars a barrel. Okay, then nineteen eighty. <clears throat> Iran uh, uh, Iraq war begins. Exports from the region slow further. Okay, so that drove oil prices even higher over hundred dollars a barrel. Then we saw a major crash. Okay, nineteen eighties demand response to supply shocks pushes prices down. Okay, so then it crashed down to forty something dollars a barrel. Okay, and then um, the, what really drove oil prices up the mid two thousands Asia drives rising demand as production strategist and Saudi spare capacity declines okay and so what happened was asia's demand increased and then saudi uh, spare capacity was on the decline okay and so that drove oil prices up and then in 2008 Uh, you had an oil price crash because the demand for oil dropped because it was a housing bubble was a major crash okay and oil demand only crashed two times during the the housing bubble of 2008 financial crisis and then during covid uh 2020 okay and then oil prices uh rose above 120 dollars a barrel arab spring libyan civil war disrupted output okay and so as you can see there the the greatest market movers was sediment Okay, 2008, the the global financial crisis, the oil prices shouldn't have crashed that much, but they did because of fear. Okay, what drove up the 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 oil price in the mid 2000s was Asian demand and the, the concern that Saudi spare capacity uh, didn't have enough. Okay, purely sediment. If it was fundamentals, oil prices would be a lot more consistent. Okay, and so the market movers is sediment. It's fear. Okay, and so the greatest fear it's what fear what fear is going to win i mean when 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 Russia invaded Ukraine, oil prices skyrocketed they they went up over a hundred dollars a barrel okay but we hadn't yet even seen the reduction of oil uh, uh, up until recently okay we're starting to see a reduction uh, in Russian uh, crude oil um, let's see here okay, so oil. Prices may rally next year as Russian exports sink, IA says. Oil demand growth in 2023 boosted to 1.7 million barrels a day. Russian output to fall 14 percent, despite defying predictions so far. Okay, and so here's the deal: um, the oil markets are being driven by the fear of recession more than the news about what's happening with Russia, what's happening with China, with happening with, with what's happening in the reduction in oil. Production in the U.S. I mean, we've lost about two million barrels of oil a day and our rigs are dropping. The financial uh, uh, institution is not uh, supporting the oil and gas industry. We're not we're we're seeing a major reduction in oil production and we're not investing in tomorrow's uh, uh, declining asset. Okay, and so this is the tightest the the tightest the markets has ever been. We're losing about two million barrels of oil a day from from the strategic petroleum reserve from a fundamental perspective, because they went from exporting a million barrels a day to um, having to buy. Um, And so we're losing a massive amount of oil on the markets. And look at where oil prices are today. It makes fundamentally absolutely no sense. Okay, Um, China demand is increasing. Um and then there is major major uh moves happening in the middle east okay and so, if you look at China's embrace of Saudi Arabia, it leaves Iran in the cold okay now this this meeting is so big league for the oil and gas industry. Number one, you got the Saudi king okay that is doing business with China. This is sending a message to Iran because listen, Iran hates Saudi Arabia and Iran and China are close allies. Uh, uh, China uh, invests in the Iranian uh, oil infrastructure along with many other things. So they get a lot of cash from China and China buys a lot of oil from Iran. Okay. That's a very strong relationship. Okay. But, but to, To do this, for Xi Jinping to meet with Saudi Arabia in this capacity, okay, is a complete slap to Iran's face, only increasing the anger and the resentment that Iran has towards Saudi Arabia, okay? In addition, this sends a message to America, to Joe Biden, another slap to the face of Joe, because Joe went to Saudi Arabia in humility and was begging Saudi Arabia to increase oil output, but instead they, they snubbed Joe and slapped him directly to the face by curbing production by 2 million barrels a day. And again, Joe asked, well, can you wait till after the midterm elections? And, and, and he still defied Joe to the world's face. Okay. Now you got to understand something. This is so big, Okay, this is so big. Okay, so America is not as concerned about the relationship as they once were because before they needed Saudi oil and they needed something to back the US dollar because it was backed by nothing. Every fiat currency historically has failed. The American currency, USD, is a fiat currency. It's backed by nothing, but it's the longest standing currency that has yet to fail, okay? And it, it was because of oil. Saudi Arabia sold their oil in U.S. dollar, forcing every country in the world to have U.S. dollars to buy and sell oil. And the trade was, well, Saudi Arabia did that for America, but we had to protect Saudi territory, Okay. Now, you look what's happening right now. Saudi, we're 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 not buying near as much oil from Saudi Arabia. Only three hundred thousand barrels of oil imports, which is nothing compared to what we were importing before. Okay. And we uh, American demand is twenty million barrels a day, and we only produce half of it. Okay. So we we, we have, the other half we're getting it from from different parts of the world. Okay. A lot of from Canada which is why it was ridiculous that we shut down the Keystone Pipeline. And so we're only importing 300,000 barrels of oil a day from Saudi Arabia, and our dollar is already powerful. So the relationship with Saudi Arabia is not as important, okay? So we turned our backs on Saudi Arabia, especially during the days of Donald Trump, okay? Um, that's why all this rhetoric going about, um, you know, uh, the journalist, Ashogi, that that MBS killed or whatever. Um, that's why they didn't mind doing these things, but it was later that they found out just how important that relationship was, but it's already de- deteriorated. Okay. Um, and so Saudi Arabia, he's this man, Xi Jinping, is his number one client, his number one buyer. So he going to do whatever he can to, uh, entice Xi Jinping to continue relations. Okay. And so, this is complete defiance to Iran. This is complete defiance to uh, America. Okay. But it's America that protects Saudi Arabia from Iran. Okay. And so with what's going on in the background right now, Iran, they are there's a tremendous amount of news revolving around uh, Iran getting uh, a, a, a nuclear weapon. Okay. Saudi foreign minister, all bets are off if Iran gets a nuclear weapon, okay? In other words, Saudi Arabia is going to uh, do whatever it takes to defend themselves. And everything that they've said to America and other countries, as far as trying to keep peace and what have you, it's game over if Iran gets a nuclear weapon, which I don't blame them, okay? But here's the deal. I think Iran even – I could go and read – Hours and hours of news articles discussing why they think Iran has a nuclear weapon. But it's really simple. Russia and Iran are doing business together. Russia's buying Iranian drones. And Russia has more nuclear weapons than any other country second to America. If you don't think Iran could simply get a few nukes from Russia, I mean, it's it's that simple, guys. Okay. And so here's the deal. This is what I think is going on. I think Biden is allowing Iran to they're 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 giving Iran some rope to hang themselves, okay? And in that time, that freedom that Iran has, because this 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 nuclear deal uh, is not being signed uh, because I truly believe that the Biden administration is using this as a tactic to to push Saudi Arabia. Back towards the U S because if Saudi Arabia is in fear of their lives, because it doesn't matter how much oil they sell, it takes one nuclear bomb from Iran, from a drone to destroy all of their oil facilities and all of their income ceases. Okay. And so if Iran has enough freedom to grow their nuclear arsenal, to start attacking Saudi Arabia, even more, it's going to force Saudi Arabia to re-engage with America, to submit to the will of the West. Okay, so right now, Saudi Arabia is defying the West, and following uh, more of the Middle East, and China, and Russia, and in the, the things of that world, and 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 trying to keep peace with Putin and 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 what have you. Okay, and so. And the West hates that. America hates that. Biden wants Saudi Arabia to submit to him. And so the only way to get Saudi Arabia to submit to, uh, to Joe is by fear. The only reason why we have a relationship with Saudi Arabia is because we protect them. Okay? So I could foresee, and, and we've, we've, it started with uh, uh, Donald Trump. We were producing so much oil that we said, we don't need those guys. And we started pulling our military out. Well, now all of a sudden the tables have turned. We thought shale oil was never going to stop. It stopped and we're seeing a reduction. Now we're desperate for oil right now. They're not admitting to it. The, 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 the oil price isn't saying, Hey guys, we're desperate for oil. sentiment has taken over. Sediment is a lie. It's fear fear is a lie. Okay. And so, um, every analyst that is in the oil and gas industry sees oil prices going up triple digit oil next year. But regardless, regardless, fundamentally speaking, it's all going to catch up. So, all right, guys, I'm Sean Pruitt, president of Kingdom Exploration. If you like this channel, please subscribe and we'll talk soon. Thanks.